Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, November 10th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. President Joe Biden visited Illinois yesterday to celebrate a new contract for auto workers and the reopening of a plant in the northern part of the state. With this UAW contract, you'll be treated fairly. You'll get a fair share of what you produce, and you'll get the dignity and respect you deserve right here at home. Coming up, we'll hear from the president and reaction from those who were at the appearance in Illinois. A man who previously concealed his identity is speaking out about abuse by a former Archdiocese of St. Louis priest. St. Louis Public Radio's Lucretia Wimbley reports. Jonathan Dean was 10 years old in 1993 when he was sexually abused by Father Gary Paul Woken at the Ascension Parish in Chesterfield. Dean says his memories were repressed due to the trauma, but they came flooding back in the summer of 2013. Still to this day, having been raped as a child has left a darkness in my soul that I cannot shake and cannot leave behind. Dean previously hid his identity under a John Doe alias when he sued the clergy in 2018. He criticizes the archdiocese for using the state's statute of limitations to dismiss cases of abuse. In June, the archdiocese settled with Dean for $1 million. I'm Lucretia Wembley, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri House Republicans are sticking with Dean Plocker as speaker. At least for now, the Missouri Independent reports members accept his explanation for improper reimbursements and personnel decisions. A final decision on Plocker will come after the House Ethics Committee completes an investigation. Plocker was reimbursed for travel expenses already covered by his campaign. The Republican says he's paying back the money. He is also being questioned for the decision to fire Chief of Staff Kenny Ross. More babies in Missouri died before their first birthday in 2022 than the year before. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports new data from the federal government shows the state saw 61 more infant deaths in 2022 than 2021, despite fewer overall births. Missouri was one of only four states with a significant increase in infant mortality. Dr. Nick Holkamp is chief medical officer at Rankin-Jordan Pediatric Bridge Hospital in West St. Louis County. He says more babies are able to live when they're born premature than in years before. Does our ability to resuscitate those babies uh, now bump up against the survivability of the medical challenges they then face? The data lacked state-specific data beyond the infant mortality rate. The agency reports nationwide there were more deaths due to maternal health complications and bacterial sepsis. More mothers in Missouri are also dying during and after pregnancy, which experts say is correlated with more infant deaths. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis area voters will decide next year if sewer bills should increase by roughly 30 percent or more. The Post-Dispatch reports the Metropolitan Sewer District Board has voted to put the rate hike plan on April's ballot. MSD says it needs $750 million in improvements. Opponents of the proposal have been pushing for phasing in a 24 percent increase between 2025 and 2028. The St. Louis Public Schools Board is asking a court to block a new charter school from opening. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports. The SLPS Board of Education filed a petition saying it wasn't given proper notice in the application process for a new charter school. The school is called Believe STL Academy. 
It plans to open somewhere in the central corridor of the city next school year. It will start with ninth grade students and eventually expand through 12th. SLPS Board President Antoinette Tony Cousins says St. Louis doesn't have enough kids to support a new high school. How and what does it do to a city that's already declining in population to just continue to open schools? Missouri's State Board of Education approved Believe STL Academy's application in October. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois lawmakers have wrapped up their fall veto session by approving a measure lifting the state's moratorium on new nuclear reactors. It allows for the construction of small reactors that would produce no more than 300 megawatts of electricity. Legislators left Springfield without reauthorizing the Invest in Kids scholarship program. The initiative to offer income tax credits to people who contribute to private scholarship funds expires at the end of the year. House Republican leader Tony McCombie says supporters will work to revive it. It certainly will continue to be a priority of the caucus, uh, and there certainly will be a priority of several of, of the Democrats in the House, as well as, I believe, in the Senate. Uh, I don't think it's going to be something that they're going to um, want to just stop. Critics argue the initiative siphons money from public schools. Business leaders throughout St. Louis want to change how the region builds and promotes economic growth. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports on a strategy that focuses on unifying the area's ethnic and geographic communities. St. Louis has a fragmented history when it comes to which parts of the region traditionally got investment and attention. But that's not a formula that works now, says Greater St. Louis Inc. CEO Jason Hall. He says individual successes aren't enough to drive the development the region needs. You cannot move forward if everybody does not have the opportunity to move forward. And that was a major philosophical shift to address racial and spatial inequities that have held this region back for far too long. Hall says collaboration is key to driving more sustainable growth among businesses in the region's 14 counties and independent city. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. President Joe Biden stopped in Illinois yesterday to meet with workers celebrating the reopening of an idled auto assembly plant. Peter Medlin and Maria Gardner-Lara have more on his remarks and local reaction. Air Force One touched down in Rockford around noon on Thursday. The president's motorcade then made its way to the community building complex of Boone County. As Biden builds his reelection campaign, the president has been courting an endorsement from the UAW. Belvedere is home to a Stellantis auto plant that produced Jeep Cherokee vehicles. The Chrysler parent company paused production at the plant back in February, laying off over a thousand workers. That came after several years of cutbacks. UAW and Stellantis reached a tentative deal reopening the Belvedere plant, bringing back the workers, giving them a 25% pay increase, and adding over 1,000 jobs at a new multi-billion dollar battery plant. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker showed his appreciation for the president's support in saving the Belvedere plant. Thank you, President Biden, for lifting up the workers of Belvedere, who are the bedrock foundation of this state. Together, we are winning the global fight for manufacturing jobs of the future. UAW President Sean Fain entered the room to Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down. He said what brought the Belvedere plant back was UAW's six-week stand-up strike by thousands of workers at multiple plants across several states. Workers who were fed up with going backwards workers who are willing to stand up and take back their lives. 
President Biden was interrupted soon after starting his remarks by a protester shouting for a ceasefire in Gaza. It's unclear if the person was affiliated with the assembly plan, and Biden didn't address the crisis in the Middle East directly during his visit. In his speech, Biden underscored his support for organized labor and how the New Deal is about more than a steady paycheck, but also the dignity of the families in the community. Well, guess what? That's exactly what's happening in Belvedere again. With this UAW contract, you'll be treated fairly. You'll get a fair share of what you produce, and you'll get the dignity and respect you deserve right here at home. Biden's visit is the fifth from a sitting president to the Rockford area since 1960, and the first to Belvedere since Herbert Hoover in 1932. I'm Peter Medlin. And I'm Maria Garner-Lada. It's this historic moment that brought Jennifer Hunter and her 14-year-old daughter, Kaylin. My mom thought it would be a really good learning experience because it's like once in a lifetime that a president would come to our town. The president's visit also drew Leslie Dimas and her cousin, Jesus Rivera. They showed up to give homage to her father, who was a proud member of the union. I used to go to his UAW meetings with him. And honestly, I received open heart surgery when I was seven years old and my surgery was covered because of the insurance that UAW got for my dad. And so I'm alive today because of that UAW insurance. Wearing red t-shirts, UAW workers filled the room. Terry Thompson has worked at the plant for 29 years. When he received the news that the plant was reopening, he says, I was happy, we ain't gotta go nowhere, so. His wife, Anita Thompson, says she's relieved. Nevertheless, they were prepared to relocate to another plant to keep their pension and health insurance. Everybody needs health care, and we're up in age, and we put all these years in. That's a benefit for us. Former Illinois lawmaker Diane Papas stood in the back of the auditorium during the president's remarks. She's pleased that small towns like Belvedere are getting attention and receiving economic investment. A lot of focus is on Chicago and the suburbs, but you know the rest of the state is very important as well. And so I'm just happy to be here supporting unions and supporting workers and supporting our president. Now, workers in the community wait, as a timeline for when the plant will reopen is still unclear. I'm Maria Gardner-Lada. Maria and Peter are reporters at member station WNIJ. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.